you know, a lot of runners, especially new runners, you know, within their first couple of years of running are running those, you know, easy runs too fast because it yeah. still feels like they can do it. Um, but that's not the goal of that type of run from a physiologic standpoint and, you know, building up their, like you mentioned, the tissues to withstand the demands of running. If you have ever asked yourself, how do I run a race injury-free or get out of the constant injury cycle, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, where I will teach you how to enjoy lifelong injury-free running so you can continue getting in those mental clearing runs and even hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid half marathoner, coach, running physical therapist, and founder of Spark Physical Therapy Healthy Runner where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you have been told to stop running with an injury. Learn more about our signature coaching program at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. This episode is brought to you by UCAN. UCAN Nutrition is powered by Superstarch and it delivers that steady, long lasting energy without the spike and then the crash. I had to take a moment to spark off this episode and share the exciting news of their long awaited energy gel called UCAN Edge. UCAN Edge represents a quantum leap in how runners will fuel for their long runs and their races. It is the first and only on-the-go training fuel powered by Superstarch. Edge puts you in the ideal performance state by keeping blood sugar stable so you can work smarter and harder. The next generation of sports fuel has arrived, runners, and I've been using UCAN Energy during all of my long runs and races since its inception and love their new Edge fuel as it is the most delicious energy gel you can find on the market and it's powered by their true tried and trusted super starch so you can't go wrong with that so since you are a part of our healthy runner community you will get 20 percent off all of your orders at youcan.co just use the code healthy runner during checkout when placing your order go ahead and give you can edge a try for your next long run trust me you won't regret it Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Running Unbroken podcast. My name is Dr. Cameron Garber, and I am here with uh, Dwayne Scotty. So from Spark Healthy Runner, he's an awesome physical therapist from Connecticut who um, works with runners and has been uh, running himself for a little while, so for over a decade, and loves working with runners and helping the running community uh, get the most out of every run. So welcome. Uh, great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Cameron. I'm uh, super excited to talk with you about how runners can not be broken and can stay on the pavement doing what they love. Yeah, that's that's one of our favorite things. We love saying that. You know, we help keep runners on the road. We just, you know, it doesn't matter what that looks like. Just keep moving. And you've heard the phrase, I'm sure, motion is lotion. We preach that every day. Just keep moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. More people need to hear that. Yeah, yeah. They they assume that somehow they're broken because they've got pain. They assume that their body is broken and they shouldn't move. And that's definitely the wrong message. So when did you get into uh, preaching that message? 
Um, well, really started, I guess, I'll give you a little backstory of, you know, how I uh, stumbled upon running. So I'm an adult onset runner, uh, started running at age 31. That. And, you know, I was uh, active after PT school. Um, you know, I was one of those that really like found the gym uh, during PT school and like tried to like apply everything I was learning about anatomy and kinesiology. Uh, to exercise in the gym and, you know, continue that as I started my career, um, always staying healthy and, you know, living an active lifestyle. And um, it wasn't until I actually uh, suffered an injury and actually had a surgery that brought me to running. Uh, some people actually, you know, end their running journey, you know, after a surgery because they think they can't get back into running. But my right. running journey actually started after a surgery. So I had a um, hip scope, um, arthroscopy, for a labral tear in my hip, had a torn piece of cartilage as well. Um, and I was laid up for a while. They actually had to do a little microfracture procedure. So I was on crutches, non-weight bearing for like four wow. weeks. Um, for me, it was definitely, you know, a low point um, in my life in that I was like out of shape for the first time, like ever pretty much. Um, you know, I was like yourself, you know, I had kids at a young age. Um, so I had two, you know, young girls at the time, I was 31. I was like feeling like, you know, middle-aged kind of dad life already. Um, as you know, I wasn't able to exercise as much as I was, you know, as I was recovering from my surgery. So, you know, I gained some weight, lost some muscle. And, you know, I said to my surgeon at my, I think it was my two month follow-up might've been my three month. And I was like, you know, how, I got to get back in shape, man. Like I'm struggling here. And he was like, well, you know, just, just why don't you start running? And I was like, well, I, I run on the treadmill, you know, at the gym, he's like, no, don't do the treadmill. Like where they did the surgery for your listeners it was in the front of the hip area. And because of the tread goes backwards, it kind of forces the femur bone forward. Um, he didn't want us to kind of mess around in that, you know, front part of the hip joint. So He's like, go run outside. And I live here in Connecticut and it was uh, late February, early March. So it's like still super cold. And I'm like, seriously, man, you want me to like run outside in this weather? And, you know, I got out there and um, it was just that feeling. It almost like brought me back to childhood, like playing sports outside, right? Like just yeah. getting fresh air. And, you know, I, I wound up, you know, sticking with it. I fell in love with it essentially and was like, hey, this is kind of neat. I kind of like this. And then it turned into, you know, a personal challenge, you know, to see, okay, I could run two miles. Let me try to run three, right? Oh, maybe let me try this 5K race, you know, that everyone does. Like, well, who are these crazy people that do races? Um, let's try this and see how I do. And then, you, you know, you, you finish that, you're all euphoric and you're like, wow, I actually did pretty darn good for my first race. And then you're like, can I beat that time? And, you know, can I do a 10 K? Can I do a half marathon? And, and that's how it, it, you know, my running journey kind of started. Um, but then soon I, I came to, uh, the low point in my running journey and in the frequent injury part that I'm sure a lot of the runners that you help, you know, come to you for. Yeah, for sure. So there's always this, like, this point at which people try to push themselves forward. It's like, wow, I'm, you know, I've gotten into running. I really like it. I want to do X, you know, whether that's qualify for Boston or I want to PR this next race, or I want to bump up to a marathon. And I think a lot of people don't realize that a marathon is double a half marathon. <laughs> like it's a long distance. Um, 
and things like that. And so they, they try to push themselves uh, for that next goal. And that's where that injury usually comes in. You know, they're all in. And then all of a sudden it kind of blows up the whole game plan. Is that kind of what you found then with, with your injuries? Yeah, that was uh, pretty much, you know, the start of the first injury that I got was um, the old dreaded uh, proximal hamstring tendinopathy or PHT, they call it. And, you know, yeah. for your listeners who haven't experienced this, this is literally a pain in the butt. You, you know, <laughs> can't sit for any length of time. Um, I couldn't even sit at like a, at the clinic I was treating at. It was probably like a 15 minute commute I had into work. And I would get out of my little uh, Toyota Corolla hoopty there. Uh, I have kind of long legs and, you know, my knees were high and it just put a lot of pressure to that area. This area is like the top of your hamstring um, for those that don't know. And it was just, you know, this pain that wouldn't go away. And honestly, this is more of a running specific type injury that I didn't even learn about in PT school. I was like, I didn't know what this was because I wasn't at the right. time in my clinical practice seeing a lot of runners. And, you know, doing a little kind of research on my own, figuring out what is this PHT thing? How do you get it better? And then actually taking myself through, you know, the strategies to kind of get rid of this pain. It really opened my eyes up to, you know what, there are a lot of special considerations that, you know, runners have and unique needs um, to the sport itself and how our body works, how our muscles work. And um, if I'm struggling with this as this, you know, sports physical therapist who has the specialty in orthopedics, I'm like, you know, Joe Schmo runner out there is like definitely struggling with this and like not getting the proper guidance on it. So it really kind of opened my eyes up to, you know, there are, there is this avenue of unique needs for runners. And then that's where it kind of, you know, I started on my like passion to figure that out for myself. Um, Right as I kind of battled all the common, you know, culprits of runner's knee and shin splints and, you know, Achilles pain and posterior <laughs> tip pain. Like I had it Post all. Tip pain. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> That's so common. Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny to see that, that pattern of, of people realizing like, Oh, it's running is different than other sports therapy just because of the nature of running. You know, I tell patients this all the time think about the volume you do things in with running. It's not, you know, like weightlifting or other tasks, even, even sports. It's like you do a few hundred repetitions at the most, right? With running, you're literally in a 10 mile run, you're doing 5,000 steps per leg or more, you know, like that volume of reps, you're bearing your whole body weight on that Achilles tendon or your post tendon. Like you're lifting your entire body weight. 10,000 times or more in a, in a fairly short run or well in like a five mile run, um, you're yep. doing, you know, 5,000 reps per foot or whatever. I mean, the, the volume of that is just astronomical. Just having somebody grab a one pound weight and do 5,000 bicep curls, they would hate you the next day. And yet right. you're lifting your entire body weight with your Achilles. Um, that, that the implications of that just are so different than any other sport or activity. Absolutely. Yeah. And our bodies need to, you know, train essentially. And that's kind of my big, you know, overarching principle is we need to train in order to run, right. As opposed to looking at running as, Hey, 
running is something that I can, you know, meet my weight loss goal. Like I did after surgery, it was like, Hey, I wanted to lose some weight. I wanted to lean down, get my muscle back. And, you know, I was like, Hey, running is going to do that. And my surgeon told me running is going to do that. Right. But if you don't do the training part and specifically like strength training to get your body strong enough to actually tolerate the demands that you're talking about, um, right. that's unfortunately when these injuries creep up and, you know, runners do tend to get that mindset of like, oh, maybe I'm just too old to run, or maybe, you know, I'm broken. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm right. not a quote unquote runner, um, because right. I was not a quote unquote runner. I remember even in my twenties trying to even run and I would get, you know, posterior tip pain, I would get piriformis syndrome. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm a pronator and I can never right. run. Right. And now, you know, looking at this is now 11 years later, um, you know, what, 68, I think road races I've done and like 27 half marathons. It's like and back then in my 20s, now in my 40s, I was thinking I couldn't be a runner. Right. Because right. I wound up getting, you know, a piriformis syndrome type pain. Um, so you just need to really learn those, you know, strategies that that allow our bodies to adapt to the demands of running. Right. Yeah. We, we talk about that with people all the time, that, that adaptation to running, like allowing your body time to adapt. And then the strength training aspects, like, you know, are just super critical. I, I always try to break it down for people and say that, uh, you know, think of what you love to do. What about running is the thing that you love to do your workouts really. So for me personally, it's that long run on Saturday, long run or a big, you know, excursion up in the mountains. Uh, so that, you know, two to four hour, like big, long adventure on Saturday morning when I do it, that's my jam. That's what I love to do is go get lost in the woods. So my workouts Monday through Friday should support that. Right. And so whether that's strength training or running volume or whatever that is, whatever my, my love, my passion is for running or other sports or activities, really my, my Monday through Friday should support that Saturday or Sunday event that you, that's, that you really love to do. So we've got to think less about how many miles am I, you know, am I getting on my Strava and how, what's my pace like and all those things versus how does my Monday through Friday support what I really love to do? Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You have to train in order to do that thing that we love. Yeah. Yep. And so sometimes it's finding out what is that thing that I love and how can I train best for that? But yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So with all your injuries and things like that, and I'm sure you've had patients that have had big setbacks. How do you help encourage people to keep going even when they feel broken? Yeah, I think it's a matter of, um, you know, having, having number one, you know, belief, everything starts with a positive mindset, right? And just knowing that these are things that do get better um, with basically how we can help people, right? And not needing an injection or not needing surgery. Um, that is, you know, it is still a misconception um, that many runners, you know, believe that, you know, they have an ache or a pain or their knee hurts or hip hurts, that they need to go see the orthopedic surgeon. Um, 
Whereas, you know, going to see a good running physical therapist is going to be their first line of defense because all of the common running related injuries that we do see um, are totally, you know, preventable, number one in the first place, but they do get better, right? They get better with what, how we can help. Are there rare situations that require? Um, Yeah, but it's few and far between, honestly, because a lot of the running related injuries that we know are soft tissue related injuries. And these tendons heal, right? And there is no surgery for it unless, God forbid, you tore your tendon, right? But you right. want to obviously intervene before you even get to that point. Um, so it really starts with like a positive mindset and and kind of reframing, um, you know, somewhat of what you spoke about of, you know, in order to actually do that run, we need to, number one, do the specific exercises that are going to get that problem better. And that's a matter of getting down to the root cause, right? So let's take runner's knee, for example. Um, It's not about the knee itself. It's usually about what's happening up at the hip, right? Or maybe down below at the foot and ankle. So finding what the root cause of why they're having this knee pain, and then you know, implementing those strategies, getting stronger as a runner, and then also not stopping running, right? So many runners have that misconception of I have pain, right? Oh, let me stop. Let me take some time off and then I'll try again in a week. Or, you know, you go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, what did you do? Oh, you ran 20 miles last week. Well, just let's not run for the next, you know, two to four weeks. Um, we're just going to rest it. And, um, if your pain's still there, then, uh, we'll come back and maybe I'll have you take some ibuprofen and, you know, maybe ice it if it hurts. And then if it pain doesn't go away, come back in a month from now. And if you still have pain, then I'll send you to physical therapy. Or if you still have pain, then I'll send you to an orthopedic surgeon. Right. Um, whereas honestly, all of these running related injuries, um, it is extremely rare. And it's usually that bone stress injury that we need to, you know, be worried about if it is in fact a stress fracture, all the others, no matter even how irritable your plantar fasciitis, your Achilles tendonitis, uh, you know, your IT band is, um, these will get better with modifying your running and actually keeping you running on the road and, Obviously, you still get those mental benefits of, you know, not feeling like right. you're broken, right, and injured. And you're actually able to heal from injuries without having to stop running, believe it or not. Right. I, well, I find that people actually get better faster when they keep running. They also, I mean, statistically speaking, when you dive into the research, one of the greatest predictors of whether or not you're going to get your next injury is if you rested to to heal from your last injury. Right. But, uh, you know, that, that type of mentality of, Oh, I need to rest this off. Essentially it, it allows it to heal, but it heals weak and everything else gets weaker as well. And then you go back to an activity where you're, again, you're doing thousands of repetitions, um, tens of thousands at times. And, all of a sudden you're doing that on weaker joints, ligaments, tendons, bones, uh, and that stress just adds up. And so it, that's why it's such a great predictor of your next injury. Resting is not the answer. And we, uh, we beat that drum all the time that, you know, taking time off is not the answer for a running injury. There are very few running injuries anyway, for which well, so you, you can see that's my motto is stay yeah, active, yeah. stay healthy and just keep running. Um, right. so Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's, it's something we, we pound that drum all the time. Like, 
And and I don't know why that advice is still given. I, I think it's just lack of understanding of the research. And it, I, I guess intuitively it makes sense. But if you stop doing the activity that hurts, it'll stop hurting. But the long-term health consequences of that too um, are so much more negative than some foot pain, right? Like I, I think you're, you're making that person feel broken and, and then leading toward uh, a lifetime of sedentarism and other problems that are going to be a much greater risk to their health than some foot pain that we Absolutely. can clear up if we just back off the intensity a little bit and do some specific activities to get rid of that pain. Like, it, you know, I, people say, so I can keep running. I'm like, well, we want to modify it appropriately, but yeah, we want to keep you running. We want to back off the intensity so that it's not staying in that flared up phase of, of running. But yeah. I want you to move as much as possible and run as much as we can. And that's hard for people to wrap their minds around because everybody uh, has been told to stop running or to stop doing those things. So that, that was kind of my next question is how do you combat a lot of the kind of false mindsets and false um, there's just a lot of bad information out there in running, right. That you see in Facebook groups and others where people post stuff that you're just cringing about, like that's not the advice. Like, yeah, you should really stretch a bunch before you go run or things like that. So you're like, uh, well, not really. <laughs> How do you battle that? Yeah, well, that's that was really the the reason why I actually started our Healthy Runner Facebook group almost three years ago now was to share some of that information um, that is sound and is current, um, because even in our medical field, um, if the, the practitioner isn't a runner and or they haven't been keeping updated with the latest literature, which is very hard in today's day of healthcare, right, to stay up to yeah. date. Um, there's been a, a tremendous shift in how we treat tendons. <laughs> you know, from when I went to right. PT school, I, you know, you're younger than me, I believe. Uh, it's, you know, it was literally the uh, rest, ice, compression, elevation, every tendon, you know, let's, that's how we treat it. And now we right. know that that's actually like the opposite of what we do for like Achilles, you know, tendon right. and middle-aged runners. Um, so there's been like this huge shift in how we treat. And if someone isn't a runner themselves and they haven't stayed up to date with that, then a lot of people are still getting this information that's not current. So that was the reason why I did start the Facebook group. And then that, you know, I noticed that there was a lot of people who um, this was helping in this information. And, you know, that's when I started the Healthy Runner podcast um, to kind of expand it because I was listening to podcasts during my run. And I'm like, hey, this could probably help people during their run. Um, so yeah. then that's when we turned into the podcast. And that's kind of, you know, the educational platform that I have to just get that message out. And, you know, be able to help um, more runners honestly stay running and get the help they need and seek out like awesome, like local PTs like yourself um, who actually specialize in working with runners um, to actually overcome their injury so they don't feel broken. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's, it's such an important message. And, and unfortunately, in traditional healthcare, it's, it's just not emphasized enough. Like you said, there's a lot of barriers to that, why that happens. But 
I, that definitely is part of our mission is to change that within our community, you know, to try to change uh, that mindset and that, that shift. I, I went to, um, it was interesting. I went to Kona for the Ironman World Championships uh, to be a medical volunteer and went to one of the, the medical conferences there. Such a cool experience. But I'll never forget uh, just kind of chuckling to myself. One of the presenters was from a different country. And basically his entire presentation was, you in the U.S. are the only ones still doing all of these orthopedic surgeries. You're the only ones still doing like <laughs> arthroscopic surgery, the, the exploratory. Let's just open it up and see what's going on in their surgeries. Like nobody else does that because the evidence is so bad. You know, meniscus surgeries. Even ACL repair, you're one of the only countries that does ACL repair anymore. Um, and I, I, I knew that, but it was just interesting to hear this guy. Like, that was basically his presentation, was just beating that drum of, like, we've got to stop thinking people are broken and just allow the tissues to heal um, naturally. And, and long-term effects are actually better if we allow the body to heal and allow the body to adapt. So we talk a lot with our patients about the load capacity, you know, the, your body's ability to bear load, um, that capacity to bear load is, is easily changeable over time if you just are consistent. And so that message of consistency versus surgery or, you know, quick fix type solutions um, is sometimes a hard one to get through to people. How do you help people be consistent with their efforts? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I really do that by kind of combining um, their strength specific exercises that, you know, they, they need to do to, let's say, get over a specific injury, but then also that they need as a runner, right? Because we all know there are those muscle groups, there are those exercises that every runner should do. So if they're healthy right, right now and they're not, you know, injured, that they should be doing to prevent that injury from occurring. And, you know, combining that with the run plan and like the specific types of runs they should be doing. And, you know, whether it's, you know, you're doing a three day, a four day, a five day run plan, depending upon their goals, their level of fitness, right. Or different types of runs. Um, so kind of combining all that to make sure that they are, you know, being consistent. And, you know, I found definitely a lot of success in actually having a little control over their run plan um, as like that. their run coach, um, as opposed to, you know, just seeing someone who's in pain and taking care of the pain part. And then they're either doing their own run plan um, yeah. or they're working with another run coach um, just because I'm able to actually see, Hey, you know what, this easy run that you were supposed to be doing at that five, six level effort, you know, your heart rate spiked up here, or, you know, right. this was actually a faster pace than what your running fitness is at. And, right. you know, that's the most common thing we see is that every, you know, a lot of runners, especially new runners, you know, within their first couple of years of running are running those, you know, easy runs too fast because it yeah. still feels like they can do it. Um, but that's not the goal of that type of run from a physiologic standpoint and, you know, building up there, like you mentioned, the tissues to withstand the demands of running. Right. Right. How do you. 
well, when did you personally come to that realization that like, oh, I don't have to run as hard as I can every time. Like I don't have to be at that edge of if I'm going to run for an hour, I should run as hard as I can for that hour. When did you realize that that wasn't leading toward good things? Yeah, that was when I, you know, in my first couple of years of having all those back-to-back injuries, the PHT, the runner's knee, the posterior tip pain, um, and just educated myself more, um, you know, started following more running specific um, physical therapists out there, um, getting more knowledge in that area. And then really, I think where I was able to really help my patients, you know, or my clients as much was when I got certified as a run coach myself. And understand that training aspect is really, you know, probably, I I would say it is more important than the physical aspect of, you know, what people can do to prevent injuries, because we all know it is these uh, spikes in training load and, you know, training improperly. And a lot of times it's not the runner's fault. They're not maliciously going out there and saying, hey, I'm going to do this and I don't care. Screw my body. If I get injured, I get injured right? We just don't know. And, you know, that's where I, you know, educated myself to learn more about the training aspect. And really once I, you know, became certified as a run coach and started implementing the run coaching into the clients I was working with, I was like, wow, these results are like amazing. Like people are actually getting better and staying better, you know, versus like, yeah, you get some like decrease in pain and then, you know, pain starts creeping back up where you get someone good, you work with them for like two or three months and then, you know, they're discharged and then they just come back another six months because their pain returns. So because you haven't addressed like that training error that they were going through in their normal running. So combining that has, has helped out tremendously. Yeah. That, that is a big battle. We always fight is like, well, I'm working with this coach or I, I'm self-coached, but I really like what I'm doing. And and then like, yeah, but you keep running into these same injuries. I, I think that's, it's important that we have that, you know, kind of say in their training plan. Uh, Cause that really is one of the biggest factors. Again, the thousands of repetitions, you know, you, you can do a few reps of strength training, but it doesn't, it can't even, you know, come close to the thousands of repetitions they do running that if they're somehow doing that, too hard, too soft, too fast, too, you know, whatever, uh, it can, it can add up really quickly toward injury here in Utah. We have a big, uh, kind of other factor of vert. So having a lot of vertical mileage that people get in as well. And so people will be like, Oh, my mileage has stayed the same and all, you know, all these things, but you look at their training and it's like, Oh, you've started trail running more and you went from getting, you know, 5,000 feet of vert in a week to 15,000 feet of vert in a week. Like that's a huge shift in your training. And, and so even though your mileage is about the same, if you were keeping similar paces, but doing triple the amount of climbing, uh, that, that can be a problem. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's a common one we see here is people, you know, will go out on the trail with friends or, they did their long run. This is probably the most common. They did their long run on Saturday. And so they got, you know, 15 miles in on Saturday. They normally run like 30 miles a week. But then Monday, a couple of their friends say, hey, let's go on this hike or this run or whatever. And so they go and do a 10 mile mountain run on Monday. And so it's like you have 25 miles within 
three or four days of each other. And so really, you know, you're a 30 mile a week runner, but you've run 45 miles in the last seven days, even though Strava started over on Monday. Right, right. <laughs> your body did not. Right. And so, so true. That, yeah, that, that rolling uh, calculation of mileage versus the calendar calculation of mileage. I find that all the time being a problem. And uh, yeah, just managing that load. So having better control over their, their schedule, I think, is, is a, an important factor for sure. Well, awesome. It's been so fun to talk to you. Um, any, any highlights, any stories of clients or, or things like that where you, you just see that running unbroken message come through that you can push through really tough things and still keep running? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, very common. Like I just think about um, one that I just had on my podcast uh, recently, Christy, you know, knee pain. And it was kind of, you know, she was told that running is bad for your knees. Like maybe you should think of another sport and stop running. And, you know, luckily we had connected and, you know, we were able to get rid of her pain and she was actually able to finish her first marathon. So not only oh, like awesome. get back to running, but like actually finish a marathon. And there's so many of those stories out there. You know, I think right. for those that are listening to this and, you know, don't think they're a runner. Um, first off, anyone can run. Um, or if you're thinking about starting running, anyone can run. You just need to strength train, honestly, in order to run and train smart with proper progression and the body will adapt. Um, and as we get older, you know, as we get in our middle aged years, we need to dedicate the time and energy to doing the right things in terms of like structure. And like you mentioned, consistency, because that's yeah. key in order to run for longevity. Um, so for those, you know, also looking and some people, you know, think about, well, you know, I'm going to do strength exercise. Like I'm a runner. I just want to run. I just like running. And they think, well, you know, that maybe will help prevent me from getting an injury, but you know what, I've never been injured. So, you right. know, I don't need to do that. So I'll take it from another angle for, for those that don't feel like they need to do those things. If they are staying healthy and they're just like blessed with extremely great genetics. Um, if you're looking to get stronger and you're looking to get faster, the best way to do that is actually to add strength training into right. your uh, right. training. And, you know, the results are there time and time again. I see it with clients is um, they hit that PR, you know, that they've been chasing for years now because they've actually added strength training and maybe even are running less miles, but their miles are more strategic with the specific right. types of runs that we're adding into their plan with the addition of strength training. So it will enhance your performance um, and not only keep you healthy and prevent injury. Yeah. Oh, amen to that for sure. It's just such an important message that all runners need to hear. And that, that performance aspect, they've shown that, you know, 5k, 10k runners, just adding strength training alone, but keeping your training program the same, it's going to boost your speed and your performance in that. So like the benefits are so multifactorial to strength training. It really is what bulletproofs us as a runner, but also gives you that performance edge and to me, the point is not just to run this race or run, you know, this year. I want to be running till I heal over. You know, I want, I want to be able to run forever. And so adding in that strength training now is just going to build that resilience of those tendons and all those things that allow me to do it forever. 
and so yeah that's that's such an important message i love it well um it's it's been awesome talking with you i i would love to pick your brain more from a business standpoint as, as to how you work and coach with your clients we'll have to hop on another call to discuss those types of things at some point but it's been a pleasure uh talking with you thanks so much for hopping on the podcast um uh how do people find you if they want to find you uh with spark how how would somebody connect with you yeah, probably the best way is if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, you listen to podcasts. So check out the Healthy Runner podcast, um, or you can kind of go to home bases, sparkyourtraining.com, and you will see on all the platforms, very active on Instagram at sparkyourtraining, um, and have over 200 videos dedicated to runners on my YouTube channel, which is also Spark Your Training. Um, so you can get a lot of great information there to kind of really get stronger, faster, and, you know, be able to enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Awesome. I love it. So everybody go check out Spark Your, what it was training. again? Spark Your Spark Training. Your training. Spark. I wanted to say running, but I knew that was right. Spark Your Training. Okay on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, check out his website. So awesome stuff. Thanks so much for joining us, Dwayne. Um, thanks for beating that same drum as I do as far as getting people uh, uh, switching their mindset behind running, that you can run, you're not broken, and uh, just keep on moving, be consistent, do that strength training, and you'll be just fine and be able to run forever. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show, Cameron. It was great to chat. And thank you for all the great work you do for your running community. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, healthy runners. Have you been listening to this podcast for a while and have been implementing the strategies we talk about on a weekly basis? If so, kudos to you for taking action because we all know those that are successful are those that take action. However, I do talk to many of you runners and you guys are trying to implement the strategies. Maybe you've seen some exercises on my Spark Your Training YouTube channel, but you're just not sure if that is exactly what you should be doing depending upon your situation. So if you're looking for clarity and focus in order to be able to collapse time so you don't have to figure it out all by yourself. That is exactly what we take care of with our team of experts in our one-on-one -on -one personalized run coaching program to get you stronger and faster so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. What do you get when you sign up for the Healthy Runner Coaching Program? You get 16 weeks of one-to-one -one run and strength training, coaching, and accountability. You get strategic one-on-one -on -one deep dive coaching on a monthly basis. You get focused feedback on your training on a weekly basis. You get the strength program for running resource library and you get lifetime access to that. You also get an online personalized structured run and strength plan. You get a community of like-minded runners and then access to our trusted healthy runner coaching team made up of certified run coaches, a physical therapist, a registered dietitian, and personal trainers and fitness instructors. If you are interested in seeing if you are a good fit to work with myself or anyone on our team, then just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Check out the behind the scenes video tour of the program and hear from runners just like you who have been through our program before. We would love to provide you the clarity on what you should be focusing on in your training, whether it is 
getting stronger with strength training, the specific types of runs you should be doing, or the nutrition you should be fueling your body with for those runs. If you're ready to get the support and accountability you need to take action and put the work in, then I would love to hop on a call with you to see if you're a good fit for a one-on-one healthy runner coaching program. Just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching and get signed up for your enrollment strategy call with me today. Thanks so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's four ways I can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkyourtraining. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash sparkyourtraining. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential runners and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner to help you get stronger, faster, so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Lastly, if you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner and want one-on-one structure, accountability, and support, from our Healthy Runner coaching team, check out the behind the scenes video tour of our coaching program and the stories from many of our athletes who are struggling with the same sticking points that you are right now. Just head to programs.sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening. Now go and crush your run today.